0: To the Stranger Still podcast, I'm Kathleen and I'm Miles, and w- welcome back to our 2023 rewatch of Stranger Things. We are following our 11 main characters of Stranger Things through season one through four. We are on the last one. We've been waiting. What for a 11. journey!
1: What a journey! Stranger Things is all about the characters, and we know we saved the best for last. We saved Save the eleventh for eleven. 11.
0: How perfect is that?
1: That is per- well. It was all part of the plan.
0: <laughs> um, the
1: van flipping, meat flare ripping, ego snacking, roller skate schmacking, pizza dough freezer piggybacking. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's eleven. Hey!
0: Well done. That was a good one. That's I not- like the <laughs> schmackin' part. It's schmackin', because he's talking about the risotto. This yeah. risotto schmacking. Oh, that's oh so good.
1: man, eleven. One of the one of the characters that I'm I'm, ex- I'm uh, most excited. Uh,
0: before we go on, make sure to subscribe, share, and review us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pretty please.
1: <laughs> now I can go.
0: <laughs> I just had to ask nicely.
1: That is nice, and thank you for all the comments and and stuff on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, I don't know how to respond when you comment like on Spotify. <laughs> World, <We're> <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how to respond, but no, I absolutely you didn't love it.
0: Have to admit that you could just pretend that you are really good with all <laughs> like of the things, but you know.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, it, we love Stranger Things, and the whole point of the podcast is to share that love. You know, exactly. so if if even one person is listening and finding, you know, any enjoyment out of it, then it's worth it, yeah, we so would thank just, you. We would just have this conversation without mics.
0: And I would like to say every time that you guys make any sort of comment, it, it just pumps us up. So thank you yeah. for that.
1: So Eleven is one of the characters I'm most excited to go through. God, We've
0: been waiting I mean, forever to get to her.
1: It's it's a tough one because it's not yeah. You know, it's like, it's like talking about Luke Skywalker in Star Wars or Harry Potter in Harry Potter. They're, them themselves are kind of, you know, less exciting than the characters surrounding them. You know, Mm -hmm. Han Solo is more entertaining than Luke Skywalker. You know, Ron and Hermione are more interesting than Harry Potter. And in this case, a lot of the characters we went through are more like, like traditionally exciting than 11.
0: Yeah. Well, because she's been such a focal point. I mean, every other podcast, if you guys have been listening from day one, I mean, she we talk about 11 in every single podcast. So anything we say is it's almost like a review. She's so yeah. well known. She's so well delved into already um, that it's just kind of like,
1: yeah, we have to that. kind of make sure that this podcast isn't just telling the whole story of stranger things
0: and we uh, we hope we yeah. live up to your expectations of us
1: because ultimately 11 the story of 11 is the the community or the story of stranger things is the community that comes around this little girl with superpowers who grew up in a lab mm-hmm. that are giving her a chance at a normal life and they battle the upside down along the way but she's at the heart of it yeah she is the heart she is the heart well i thought mike was hard She's the real heart. Oh, that's
0: heart. true. She's, she's the real heart. Mike's also the heart. Also the heart. But Eleven is the heart,
1: too. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's start at season one. We meet Eleven as the girl who can't have gone far. Um, and she sneaks into Benny's diner for food. Benny, Benny. G- gives her some real food, says she's got to talk, give her an ice cream. She's got, we see she's got a tattoo on her arm, the number Eleven. We see she has powers. She oh. stops the fan
0: hold the phone yeah. we usually like to say spoiler alerts in the beginning don't we uh, we haven't really been we haven't that. but i'm pretty sure no, i mean no it's- better time than right now there are some spoiler alerts going into this podcast. We are going through every single season. So
1: the title of our podcast is rewatch Stranger Still rewatch. So Fair. it's it's on you. Okay. You came
0: so we hope you've watched Stranger Things already.
1: Great add on. Thank you. She's got the tattoo number eleven. She stops the fan sort of menacingly, and we're, we're not sure what to think about this little girl. Are we meant to be? Do you think we're meant to be concerned about eleven? you know, fearing her in these opening scenes?
0: I mean, I think it's certain that the Duffer brothers, we, they were trying to confuse us here. Like, wh- is she going to be bad? Is she going to be good? That intrigue is definitely there. It's also part of what hooks everybody to Stranger Things. So I think we are meant to be a little concerned. We, we're a little we wary. We're, yeah. we're not sure how it's going to play out.
1: And after seeing season four... I feel like a little bit more context is provided now that we've seen that she's, you know, the LeBron James of the <laughs> lab kids. You know, yeah. she's the gifted one. She's the Babe Ruth. She's the Wayne Gretzky. You know, we've seen that. we. You can almost watch season one again after seeing season four and start to almost identify with the danger that Lucas senses and the yeah. danger that the lab senses yeah. because you know how powerful she is like we're watching her struggle to crush cans
0: right at, if,
1: at this point she's if she be- was stopping a fan
0: right if she was bad then yeah. she could have been very bad
1: so we know that the, she's a now we go back and watch this we know how powerful she is and how you know unequipped she is to be in the real world <laughs> too.
0: I will say it is a little like Weird watching, especially now that it's been so long, Mm -hmm. re-watching and remembering that season one is after she's lost touch with her powers and started to be able to reconnect with her powers again the first time.
1: Right. It's four years after the season four flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And she's really blocked that out for as a traumatic memory. Right. We know Nina lets her relive later so that she can finally come through that. But yeah, she, she's not at her full, full base. She's got that block in there, but you know, all the, we've played with it throughout season one, definitely throughout season two and most famously through season four, which is the idea that 11 might be bad. She's, she might be the source of, but you, you have never, I've never, never bought into any of that. No, no, You've tapped into her, like, base decency.
0: Yeah. I mean, this... Oh, gosh. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Let's just let's just move on because I have so much to say about right. this later.
1: Well, moving through the pilot episode of season one. <laughs> this episode <laughs> may go a little over. Uh, the lab tracks her to Benny's diner, kills Benny. Poor She's Benny. running through the woods, and she comes upon Mike, Dustin, and Lucas, who take her in, and they make plans for her to go around the house and reveal herself to Mike's mom, but... She tells Mike she can't do it. She has to stay away from the bad men. And Mike and her develop this immediate trust.
0: Yeah, like from the moment they meet, really.
1: Mike sees the good in Eleven. I have a question, though. How does Eleven, from her perspective, how does Eleven... She grew up in a lab without a lot of uh, company in the last four years (laughs) uh, since they all died uh, in 1979. How does she sense the good and trust in Mike?
0: Well, if we had just watched season one, maybe it would be like a little harder to see. I, I think I would look at it differently, more as an innocent young girl that's scared and alone that is just latching onto the first person she sees. Mm-hmm. However, after watching season four, we know she's grown up with other kids. We know that she's well acquainted with villains. I mean, there's the mean kids that bully her in there so she's she's been around that she i think it um even subconsciously she's able to identify the good in somebody Mm -hmm. by this point
1: she's not a feral wolf basically she's been living (laughs) alone she has some some... yeah
0: although if we had just been watching season one like how would we know i mean i remember talking about this before before we even saw season four like we didn't no, we thought it was just her and Dr. Brenner and yeah. like that. She really didn't have all that social interaction.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, the bullies and stuff like that, that doesn't seem like enough. They were all like prisoners to me. This is the magic thing of stranger things. Like I, we're under, you're underselling it here. The yeah. fact that 11 can find any trust and love in somebody is amazing. Yeah, after everything she's been through. Considering what she's been through. You know, they always, like, every character description that you read of Eleven says, she trusts, she defends the one she loves. I want to say, how does she know how to love? (laughs) Like, there is something ingrained in her. There is love ingrained in her, in the fiber of her being. That's the magic of the story.
0: I agree. And that right there is why I knew she was never bad.
1: Yeah. You've Mm. been on it. You have been... The whole time, you've never she could not be bad at any point. Thought that Eleven was going to turn turn heel. As no they say way, in the Jose. <laughs> so we're seeing as we go through season one. She's with Mike. The friction with the party. We're seeing flashbacks into her recent life in the right. lab in nineteen eighty three, struggling to crush cans, being told to kill cats, uh, <laughs> killing so guards. Sad. Was <laughs> uh, it
0: cats or I thought it was a bunny rabbit? No,
1: it's a cat. Oh. And yeah, she. I mean, she's killing the guards. She's spying on the Russians. Uh, t- touching the Demogorgon And that opens up the, the gate To the Upside Down We're seeing all those flashbacks She's split up from Mike and Lucas And the whole big fight of Season 1 Which we've talked about a million times She comes back to save Mike Who jumped off the quarry Breaks the bully's arms And she Badass reveals moment. to Mike That she opened the gate And she's the monster hmm. Mike I'm sorry Sorry? What are you sorry for? The gate. I opened it. I'm the monster. No. No, Elle, you're not the monster. You saved me. Do you understand? You saved me.
0: So right here she's talking about, I mean, she feels like a monster because she caused the rip. She opened mm-hmm. that rip into the upside down. But I think it also comes from, I think she has known this whole time that her powers are being developed as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And that to her, I mean, she it already makes her feel like a monster because she yeah. knows that her powers are meant to hurt other people.
1: So she just knows it feels wrong. Yeah. What she does, she's like a tool to hurt people. Exactly. Mike gives her complete direct love here a little taste of what she ultimately and desperately needs mm-hmm. which he doesn't do in the in the subsequent seasons he starts to get right here he says no you are not a monster you saved me right she need that's like the one morsel she has to hold on to her birth with her mom <laughs> seeing and <laughs> being happy that she's born. And then and Mike saying 10 this, years later, <laughs> it's like the only two pieces of love that she has gotten and she needs it. And I'm just struck watching this scene, having watched season four and Mike's later, like, you know, real teenage behavior where he's, you know, afraid of being a poor man's Lois Lane and all that stuff. Right. He's not delivering this to her after season one. No. And she is desperate for it. Um, And yeah, it's just really why season one is a masterpiece is because she gets it here. And this ultimately is is what drives her through the rest of season one. Um, The lab uh, eventually figures out that Eleven is with these kids and they send the vans out to the house and they're going to kill these kids (laughs) on bikes. (laughs) I know, they're going to kill these (laughs) kids. They seem like Eleven flips one of the vans up into the air. And that's the first like. Well, I guess we saw her open the rip. God, so that we, was the coolest moment. I yeah. still
0: remember watching that for the first time. The we van. were just like,
1: yeah. "Oh!" I wish I wouldn't have seen it in the trailer. I saw it in the trailer, and so I, I knew I once they got you. on bikes, I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch trailers, people. Of course, we will watch all oh, the of trailers. Of course, we will. There's Denny's no
0: five. way we're gonna be able to wait. We've been, <laughs> oh, we've already been waiting so long for season yeah. five.
1: Production just started uh, what a couple weeks ago. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, um, so she joins up with the, or the kids all join up with the teens and the Hopper and Joyce and everything. The whole gang's together as so we come towards the c- climax of season one. Eleven goes into the, the, the salt bathtub in the gym, finds out that Barb is dead, <laughs> finds out the Will is living. And uh, they say, okay, thanks for the information. Wait here. <laughs> and uh, she's just left in the middle school. She sets a snowball date with Mike. Mm-hmm. And the lab finds them again. Now, she doesn't know it's because Hopper gave the location. She kills more agents, blows up like six of their heads like little watermelons. God. They're all dead right in the hallway of the middle school. Uh, And she faces the Demogorgon, corners them into a classroom. And she's weak, but she finds something to save Dustin, save Lucas, save Mike. And she dissolves the Demogorgon against a chalkboard. For all we know. She disappears disappears do you think Eleven was committing like a, a death sacrifice
0: I I mean maybe but I think in that moment like the, she wasn't thinking about that it didn't matter to her her thoughts in that moment were to save her friends again the only other love she's ever experienced mm-hmm. and that was important enough to her that she didn't even consider the consequences um, also I mean maybe it's possible that subconsciously she already knows that she could uh, access the upside down and not die. So I don't
1: know. I think she is do. I think she's, you know, they didn't know that they were going to write when they first wrote it. They didn't know they're going to be subsequent seasons and check out our, what if season one was all there is podcast. I think it's from March. And I, I think that, The ending of this little girl who lived in a lab, who got a morsel of love and intuitively knew to trust these kids, and then saves them from what she perceives as something she caused, and she disappears and dies. What type of tragic story? It's like Shakespearean tragedy level. It's like it's a masterpiece of of a movie. And you're left to wonder, like, who was this girl? Who could she have been? You know, it's it's super sad.
0: Right. And, you know, sorry. But the
1: gem of that, of that masterpiece story is still there. Yeah. Because Eleven thinks she's doing that. Eleven thinks she is sacrificing herself for these three kids who she's only known a week. The goodness in Eleven is just inherent in her. And it's another reason why she can never be bad.
0: God, you know, I've totally blown it on this question. I would just like to point that out. I was teeing
1: you up for this. Because
0: normally this is where I would excel. I'm the feeler. You're like the more logical, um, technical guy. But I think I just got too caught up on the other seasons. And I forgot. First of all, I forgot that they didn't really think about that there was going to be other seasons. So they Mm. didn't really know what was going to happen next after this. And also, I mean... I remember watching this season and my favorite thing about it was that it could be a complete standalone It could, and it didn't have to have more seasons. It could have been by itself and would have been amazingly epic. Of course, we were so happy to get more because it was so amazingly Mm -hmm. epic. Um, But yeah, I forgot that. So like taking that into account, everything that you said makes way more sense than what I said.
1: Someone clip that and save that. <laughs> that's, okay. the, that's the first time.
0: Can I can we just edit that out?
1: <laughs> no. You you are usually the, the feeler. Right. I, I just think what eleven I just have such a soft spot for eleven. I just how can def-
0: like how could you not? How could
1: you not? But there are people who say eleven is a dull character. You know, oh a, what? Yeah.
0: How dare they? I mean,
1: she, her, she's not very vocal and she's not like making quips like Dustin and he, she's not got the emotional depth of Joyce and Hopper, but she's absolutely amazing. And she, and she is she's, amazing. She's, and she's got freaking superpowers for uh, one. And she's acted to perfection. Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. is this show doesn't work. If you I, didn't Literally, everything could be the same. But if it's not Millie Bobby Brown, I don't know that Stranger Things quite hits.
0: I 100% agree with that. The reason Stranger Things is so good is... One, the writing, and two, the casting. Yeah, yeah. That's why it made, it's so
1: good. Well, we're at 18 minutes, and we're just getting into season oh, two. Golly, so this okay. is going to... All of our other episodes, <laughs> all 10 previous episodes, check them all out, by the way. We went through the other 10 main characters. Yeah. They were all 45 to 49 minutes. That was our range. <laughs> I don't think... We're
0: 20 minutes yeah. in, and almost 20 minutes in, and we still have three seasons <laughs> to go. Hey, you know, we did think that this was probably going to go long. I mean, yeah. we are covering 11 for goodness sake, come maybe, on. Maybe
1: the fact that we thought it was going to go long is why.
0: Is why. Is yeah, happening. we manifested so this, it into an existence. Self-fulfilling
1: yeah. Yeah. prophecy. All right.
0: <laughs> on to season two. Season
1: two. Eleven is on day 327, living in a cabin with Hopper. Uh, we know that because she's counting the days. She's right. following these rules that they've set, the don't right. be stupid rules. Yeah. Um, And Hopper is, is letting her down. He he lets her down on Halloween, says he's going to be there, and he doesn't make it in time. She goes out in the daylight the next day. She comes back. Hopper is absolutely pissed because she's not supposed to go out in the daylight. They have a fight. She says, when can I leave? He says, soon. She says, when is soon? He destroys the TV. She shatters the windows. The usual father-teenage-daughter fight. <laughs> the next day, she finds Hopper's files on Terry Ives, Mama, and she runs away.
0: Ma- the way you said Mama...
1: There was a weird way. Mama. Almost like I was going to go into mama's. Don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. All right. This fight, we lo- we talked about this from Hopper's perspective. Mm-hmm. Is Eleven being impatient or is she right to be frustrated with this year in this cabin with with the, the, the core question, when is soon? When can I begin a life?
0: Well, uh, first of all, of course she's impatient. I mean, but you can't blame her for that. We actually have a real life, uh, you know, like relatable instance to this really? Yeah, we recently had a baby and oh, yeah? I was in the hospital for <laughs> five days. And by that last night, my wonderful husband here, co-host had had enough really? and he was ready to go home and felt like we were maybe a little bit locked up by that time. So uh, that was five days. She's been in mm. this cabin. <laughs> understandable she has been in this cabin for a year and he has given hopper has given her no discernible timeline as to when she can leave Mm -hmm. all he keeps saying is soon so i mean how would you feel Uh, like so i think her she's impatient Mm -hmm. but it's justified yeah yeah
1: I, I agree. I mean, we've talked, again, with all the Eleven stuff, we've talked about it before. There, she needs to experience the world. Yeah. He's treating her like a commodity put in mm-hmm. protective bubble wrap. Right. And she needs to get out there. You can't hold us here. It's not a prison.
0: <laughs> and those may have been the exact words that my husband used.
1: Like Eleven, I merely inquired, <laughs> if we leave, are they going to kill us? You know, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, very funny. Thanks for bringing that up, by oh, the way. you're welcome. He's now four months old, everybody. We do not have a newborn just hanging out no, right no.
0: now. <laughs> we could not post- podcast with a yeah. newborn. No.
1: But Hopper also has a point, which we've talked about as well, which is he's not just doing this protective bubble wrap because there's not a threat. There actually is an actively staffed <laughs> building Full yeah. of people who would like to capture her,
0: <laughs> right? And so it's understandable that he's yeah. doing that. So there's
1: just this friction, and what happens ultimately is is the right thing to happen. Hop- eleven has to take the risk; she yeah. has to, and mm-hmm. she, I we're saying the word intuitively a lot, but that's that's eleven. It's all about intuition. She doesn't have the real world past to go off of. She intuitively knows that, yeah. And she's got to go on her journey. She finds her mom, finds out her mom was lobotomized. Kept a special message in her brain for her to to tell Eleven that, you know, what happened. Um, Eleven decides uh, that she's got to go find her play pal, eight, in Chicago. <laughs> her
0: play pal.
1: <laughs> and she finds her and Callie and the gang and they have this. She finds out eight in this ragtag gang of stereotypical 80s people. Are on a vagabonds. revenge, revenge <laughs> vagabonds are on a revenge quest against lab personnel that they find. Eleven. Well, ult-
0: she's on the revenge quest. They're just
1: why are the why ride. are they with her? I'm, they, I'm wh-
0: I think she helps them like get money, steal stuff, and yeah, get money. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Eleven is is gonna be a part of that, but ultimately she cannot go through with it, no. and she leaves. Callie. The Lost Sister is a, is a controversial episode, of course, but what does it do for Eleven's story?
0: I mean, it, it gives her character, it gives Eleven's character an opportunity to build a stronger relationship with Hopper. We see that when she comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, though, it also gives us as the audience that contrast between the power of hate... Mm versus the power of love and honestly like to me the biggest theme of stranger things is love and that love conquers all that love is strength she 11 becomes much stronger because of her love for Hopper and her friends because of her mother's love. Mm -hmm. Where has Callie's thirst for vengeance gotten her? She's a fugitive. She's homeless. She's on the run. She has no close relationships except for with 11 who leaves because she knows that what she's doing is wrong.
1: Yeah. And isn't ultimately, I I completely agree. 11 has to leave. Yeah. And she has to choose to come back. We've talked about this before. I mean, that's critically important. Otherwise, season three, season four, and season five are Mm -hmm. all just various types of prisoner that Eleven is. She's got to choose to come back, which is funny because she says season two, she says home. A bunch of different times Like when she's at the cabin She's like home When she's at Aunt Becky's place She's like home When she's in Chicago with Kali She's like home And then finally The fourth time When she's with Hopper and Mike She goes home Like without a question mark Like it's no longer a question Yeah And I I love that This is You know Stranger Things always has Like nice Simple touch points And I really like that Yeah But love I think is a great I have notes here But love is even better Kali is 11 Without getting any morsels of love. This is what 11 yeah. could be. Yeah. And that's what I see in Kali's face when 11 is running away. She has something to run away to. Yeah. And Kali is like, I don't.
0: And you can see the loss on her face yeah. when 11 leaves too. What,
1: oh man, what acting from, from eight there. It doesn't get talked yeah. about enough. Cause it's part yeah. of a, an episode that's much maligned, but do you think we get Kali back yeah. in season five?
0: I, I mean, I hope that we do because otherwise like what, really was the point yes we did gain a lot we just kind of went over what that adds to Eleven's story but they could have achieved that in different ways it it's it would just be so weird to mm. not have her come back in my opinion
1: i'd be okay without her back i mean uh, I, I think that's. i a have p-
0: wanted her to come yeah. back
1: maybe she could come back but maybe to serve the same purpose to show yeah what what Eleven's life would be like if she didn't have these Herculean efforts of love from Hopper oh. and Joyce and Mike and Max and stuff. See,
0: I was looking at it as like Eleven is the reason she comes back. She comes mm. back because of her love for Eleven. Okay. Obviously, by this point, season four, um, it's... <laughs> like common knowledge to the world. The other people in the world have got to know what's right. happening yeah. in Hawkins by this point. So I think she senses that Eleven's in trouble and she comes back and maybe as even a casualty of season five, you know, mm. she dies, but it's in the sake of love, which she learned from 11.
1: Yeah. Well, we shall see. I, I'm excited for that discussion as we lead up to season five. <laughs> so 11, she does, she chooses to, to return to Hawkins, perfect timing cuz the whole gang is in the uh, buyer's cabin uh, or buyer's house about to be uh killed by a gang of demo dogs <laughs> she makes quick work of them she reunites with mike she reunites with hopper they realize that they can they do this plan to get will's instructions out of the will flare close gate eleven's like i can do that right hopper's like i'll take her and along the way in the bronco they have
0: the bitchin'
1: conversation. One of the ultimate conversations. The bitchin' conversation. I've been stupid, too. I
0: guess we broke our rule. I don't hate it, by the way. This whole... look. It's kinda cool. Bitchin'. Okay.
1: Sure. Bitchin'. What a great conversation. Two great actors. Amazing scene. man! great writing, one word sentences, pinging back and forth. A man, yeah. a, man a man, a man, a truck, a truck. Just <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. One thing that I, you forget this, but between season one and season two, as you were getting hyped for season two, you're wondering about Mike and Eleven and how they're going to reunite. You have no idea at that point, 2016, you know, 2017, that the depth of a relationship that you're going to care about between Hopper and Eleven. Right. That comes in season two.
0: I mean, especially because he kind of sold her out Mm -hmm. to the lab. Yeah. All you see
1: is him putting egos in a box. Like, Mm -hmm. where they get to in that relationship and going forward is amazing.
0: Yeah. I just think this is such an... Important character development scene for Eleven because even though obviously she has superpowers, so she's super strong and whatever, she's kind of been this like lost, scared girl. But season two, we've really watched her start to grow up and become her own person. Like uh, up to this point, her whole life has been controlled by one man, Brenner. And then it's looking like that's going to be the same thing with Hopper. Obviously, he's got, you know, genuine. love for, like yeah, he just, actually cares for her He's just a to nicer keep her safe. warden yeah but um it's looking like it's gonna go the same way and then she finds out hopper lied to her about her mom um and so she's lost all this trust but then he opens up to her in the car mm-hmm. they have that real conversation and i think this is the moment that hopper really like becomes her dad yeah and that for her her knowing that she has Hopper there for her, always that unconditional love, it acts like an anchor in her life, mm. and it brings her back to that love and her yeah. friendship and her relationships.
1: Yeah, there's love there now. Yeah, it was a, re- it was an, it was like a, a, a relationship of convenience for both of them. It was like a guardian. Yeah. Before, but then now there's love. Well, they get there, and they close the gate. She does that. Hopper's shooting badass. down Demodogs as Eleven's just using her powers to close that gate as the Mind Flayer's like, no, staring at them. Um, the lab is defeated. The Mind Flayer is defeated. And she's got to wait one year in the cabin to lay low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's her reward. Though Hopper does grant her one night uh, to share a dance with Mike at the Snowball, mm-hmm. which is a scene that so cute. we absolutely love. We're yes. pro Snowball.
0: We are pro Snowball.
1: Want to go to season three?
0: I'm ready for season three.
1: Season three. Puberty comes. <laughs> Mike and Eleven, they've crossed the, the bridge from pre-team like, connection to a more of a hormonal.
0: <laughs> and this was a fun one, too, because we have all the like, fun nostalgia of the 80s, yeah, which seems very um, young as well, which is yeah. perfect for them growing up.
1: Perfect. Like two things to combine. Yeah. Uh, they're making out a lot. They're keeping the door open three <laughs> inches. Uh Unbeknownst to Eleven, Hopper is so sick of this that he scares Mike (laughs) into taking a step back for a day for Hopper's sanity. Mike decides to go through a whole lying charade. So Eleven goes to Max. Max is like, eh, we could solve that or we could just do something else, which I love. And they go to the mall. And Eleven starts to build a connection with someone else, Mm
0: -hmm. which is Max. And it's so important.
1: Yeah. Why is that important?
0: So I think, okay, I think Eleven is slowly realizing through her connection with Max that there are more types of relationships that can be important to her. Because by this point, she has Hopper, the dad, and Mike, the boyfriend. They're both kind of protector roles, you know, male roles in her life. And here comes Max, this strong, independent friend, and she shows Eleven that really there's more to life than just boys. She shows her the power of independence, the power of identity. I mean, Mike puts them in their own private bubble. Hopper wants to protect her from the world, basically. But Max shows Eleven that it's important to experience the world. Mm-hmm. She should have interest. She should have fun. She can be her own person. It doesn't have to revolve around somebody else. Yeah.
1: And that's that next aspect. That's why mm-hmm. no one person could have given Eleven, you know, the the life that she's getting after growing mm-hmm. up in a lab. And Max adds that that right. important element. The, the Max and Eleven Madonna, you know, parody at the mall, that's like the probably the happiest moment of Eleven's life. Yeah, the most
0: fun she's ever yeah. had.
1: Because even like her super happy moments are all mostly caged with violence. Like <laughs> she destroyed the, the gate. Yay. You know, it's like all those things are like still her using her weapons. Right. This is more, yeah, like you said. So Eleven is hanging out with Max. Uh, she's slowly growing concerned about Billy after a game of power powered to spin the bottle it goes wrong i don't know supernatural. <laughs> super
0: supernatural spin, spin the, the, bottle. the bottle uh
1: the boys um, lucas mike uh, after she dumps mike they connect back again uh with the girls and they all figure out with will's help and everybody the mind flare is back in the form of billy who has been flayed they find that out from the sauna test. They have this whole battle. Eleven is just throwing herself. She's got blood, bloody tissues all over the place. She's throwing herself into finding the flayed, into finding Billy. She's having this conflict with Mike, who thinks she's going to exhaust herself. She's having this conflict with Max and Mike. They're fighting. Eleven says, trust me. If he goes to find Billy, who's just sitting there. <laughs> and he grabs his arm. and her it. Arm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Billy grabs her. You're right. Billy grabs Eleven's arm, sends them to this place, which Mm -hmm. is Billy's mind. Eleven learns from that a little bit about Billy, walks into the storm, back into the room. It's empty. And this is where what we think is the mind flare at the time, now know is Henry, Vecna, Creel, says he's building an army. It's all for you. And you're going to destroy the whole world, starting with you. This is a chilling scene. It was chilling when we saw it in season three. Now that we've seen season four, we know the whole Vecna, one Henry backstory. How does it change the viewing of this?
0: Mm. I mean, it it makes it a lot more personal. I, I mean, when we were first watching this, to me, I'm thinking this otherworldly evil that has identified this power in her and is thinking like, I can use her. She is the ultimate power that can me bring me to the world so I can take it over. But then finding out that it's Vecna, Henry one, she has a past with him and it it's really, really more vengeance. He he's doing it all for her so that he can come back to this world and create it into the image that he thinks it should be.
1: Yeah. I'm, I totally agree with you. The the personal aspect of this. When I was re-watching it, I couldn't help but just, I'm so happy it fits, you know, because yeah. there's so much in Strange. We talked about, we joke about the upside down as, what is the upside down? It's just whatever we needed right. <laughs> for the story. But when you're listening to Billy, the actor who plays Billy, talk to Eleven in this scene. He sounds like Vecna. He sounds yeah. like Henry. And I was reading about that. The actor who plays... Uh, Henry Vecna one said he Jamie Bauer Campbell he modeled some of the speech after the performance from Dacre Montgomery and and Billy so that was on purpose
0: wow I didn't know that
1: yeah and it just it fits and I love that this is really the first thing I agree with you you know when we first watched it was an ancient evil now it's much more personal Mm -hmm. you know what are you going to uh, do? It
0: takes, a, <laughs> takes it, out, it takes a little bit out for me. It but. takes
1: a little bit out from what we thought, but, and we keep repeating ourselves, we're on the 11th episode, people. <laughs> it is a much better scenario for season five. Yeah. I mean, how is the going dis- to defeat an ancient evil and make that... Cinematically satisfying, mm. Sat- battling this wow. this being that's down there with with emotion and, and vengeance and anger is yeah. going to be way better.
0: At least there's a focus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. better. I mean, it. Okay, moving on.
1: Moving on. After that speech, they have a couple more tangles with the meat flare One in the cabin where she gets bit on the leg. At the mall, she's starting to. She's noticing her powers are gone. Yeah, she's.
0: She's losing some of that power. Yeah.
1: And at the food court, at the Gap, she's got to run away like a like a plebeian without powers. A <laughs>
0: plebeian.
1: <laughs> Billy is able to overpower her, bring her to the altar where the meat mm-hmm. flayer is going to eat her on behalf of right. Vecna, take her powers and stuff like that. Is he
0: eating her? or
1: I think he's going to like tube her and take her powers or something because he, okay. he gets okay. something from that bite. Or
0: control her somehow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. He gets something from the bite. Okay. And this is going to be more of that. Right. But she unlocks Billy, basically. Yeah. And Billy saves her long enough uh, for Hopper and Joyce to turn that key and uh, and fort the upside down yet again. Huzzah! How does Eleven... We've talked so much about the Battle of Starcourt, and it's so amazing. But how, do, how does she bring back Billy?
0: I mean, there's one thing specifically that Eleven can identify most with, and it's a mother's love. Mm-hmm. Because her powers... Uh, were first strengthened by that first memory of her being born and feeling her mother's love. So when she saw inside Billy's mind, she saw the connection that he had with his mother, probably the only person who truly loved him growing up, which comparison there, I mean, that was her first feeling of love and she didn't feel any more until Mike. Yeah. And then that was the last love that he felt really basically because his father's dirt Um, <laughs> So I think she instinctively knows that this is how to pull him like to his humanity. That's where his humanity has been. Even though all we've really seen of Billy is the negative Mm -hmm. deep down, there is good. There is humanity there and she knows how to reach it.
1: And is this just running up that hill for Billy? Yeah. Like it's, We talked so much about it in the Battle of Starcourt episode that we did. Check it out, but it's not—it's not even just the memory of his mother's love. She is describing the way that he remembers it, because she's been in his mind, not just describing in general. And that's powerful. That's running up that hill. That's with the power of music as well. In the absence of a Walkman, this is what she does basically. Absolutely love that scene. It's my favorite. Part of all of Stranger Things is the Battle of Starcourt, wow. and specifically this—I mean, it's the Darth Vader moment. Yeah, this is Darth Vader, who is a horrible person, does one small amount of good at the end, and Levin is Luke Skywalker. You know, and she—and one of the reasons we look up to Luke so much. How does he defeat the Emperor by deciding not to fight? And yeah. how does Levin defeat the Mind Flayer in this case by choosing love, by yeah. choosing to choosing focus what? on the on the on the good. In this world, Mr. Frodo Anyway, okay. <laughs> now we're really <laughs> switching
0: stuff But again, the theme of Stranger Things To me has always been love
1: mm-hmm. uh, So the battle goes well As I said, they change, change, turn the key Unfortunately, turning that key It did evaporate Hopper At least so we think at Ooh. this point Joyce is distraught Eleven is distraught The Byers family is in shambles They're gonna move to California And Eleven's going with them And that's season three Boom Re- Season four.
0: Here we go. The final season, the final Stranger Things that we got to experience until we wait for this
1: season five
0: final season.
1: Nicely tied. (laughs) Uh, So season four opens. We're about uh, nine months after the battle of Starcorp and we're the first thing we see is Eleven reading out her letter. She's at first describing things that actually happened and eventually reveals to be uh, some lies to Mike. She's saying she fits in at school. She's saying everything is great here, you know, and she carries those lies in person when Mike comes to California and she's trying to pretend that Angela's her friend and stuff. What Eleven, what's up with the lion?
0: I mean, I think that's realistic as to how somebody re- would react in her situation. Obviously, superpowers aren't real, um, <laughs> but... So she's, her identity has been as a superhero. Her life has always revolved around her powers, even though she might not have always looked at them as a positive. She certainly does now, but she loses her powers and she basically loses her Footing in life, she's mm. so lost. She's not only that, but she's lost the only good father figure she's ever had in her life. Yeah. So, and then, and then her home. So she's <laughs> moving away from everything that's ever been good and having to start over. And that, I mean, the insecurities that she's feeling. I think she doesn't want Mike to see that. Ironically, because she fears that Mike will no longer want her. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because Mike is has a, the
1: same thing. Has the same yeah. thing. So I I love that. How Mike was lying to her throughout yeah. season three. Yeah. Eleven's lying to Mike throughout season four. You know, as a upside down fighting team, they're like Captain America and Black Widow. They're like brilliant fighters. But as boyfriend, girlfriend. They're like realistic teenagers. Yes, yeah, super
0: who are, realistic.
1: Who are, they're lying to each other out of, as you said, out of fear and uncertainty, and you know, the shakiness of just growing up in this world, man. <laughs> it's hard enough for her.
0: Yeah, and the okay. I just want to point out that um, he won't tell her that he loves her, mm-hmm. and that causes insecurity in yeah. her, but the reason he's not telling her is because he's insecure. Yeah. That's such a young teenager thing. Absolutely.
1: And it fits perfectly. Yeah. And it's so, you know, two things can be true at one time. They're great at fighting the upside down. They're shaky. <laughs> shaky Suck at the relationships. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when Mike gets there, she's she's bullied by Angela, who we already saw bully her at the school. God. And she gets the whole, I mean, the whole skate deck (laughs) uh, bullies her. She retaliates by smacking Angela (laughs) with a skate, skate attack. Some of the
0: funniest conversations are post-skate attack.
1: (laughs) And tensions between her and Mike, you know, continue Mm -hmm. to grow here. You know, Mike saying like, you know, seemed like that was a lot. You've been lying to me. And of course, then 11 spills over with what has really been truly bothering her, which is every letter is signed from Mike. <laughs> from Mike. From Mike. And she's thinking, it's because I'm a monster. I'm not a superhero. I'm a monster. You're afraid of the monster. These tensions don't get resolved because Eleven is then arrested. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Oops. Yeah. And then the police convoy is then uh, overtaken by Owens. And Owens says, I got an idea. Let's go to a place called the Nina Project and get your powers back. And this is after a whole speech in an episode titled... Superhero or the monster. It's a series wide theme for 11 It's in what yeah. we were just talking about it at the beginning of this episode because she tells it to Mike in the quarry scene in season one. Theme I'm a only monster.
0: second to love.
1: <laughs> the theme second to the love theme. <laughs> uh, but there is like there's something there. She every success that she's had in her life is violence.
0: That's true. her being
1: wielded as a weapon in a good way. And that's all her success. She ha- she even tries to solve, you know, her skate attack with, or her Angela thing with violence.
0: Right. I mean, it makes sense that she would maybe think she was a monster, but mm-hmm. we know. Yeah. We have known this whole time that she's not.
1: Now, ironically, somebody who actually helps her get over this hump of obsessing about monster or superhero is Brenner. Uh, she goes to the Nina Project. It's revealed that Brenner is alive. Brenner! And, and Brenner is the one who, after they're trying to jog her memories and stuff like that, he basically says, like, the world is more complicated. And that's what season four kind of is. It's 11 dealing in that gray. They're getting to be more and yeah. more adult here. Yeah. And, you know, it's at, it's at the same time that Max in the Hawkins timeline is dealing in the gray of her honestly comple- complex grief
0: God, over yeah. Billy. Yeah.
1: So we kind of And please
0: listen to our Max episode because God, that was a good one to delve into.
1: That was. And Max is, of course, one of our both of our favorite characters. But yeah, both these things are happening at the same time. Eleven and Max is just getting more complex, more adult. Um, so in Nina, she relives her past as an eight year old, 1979. We are on the edge of our seats. Did she kill all the kids? Stay tuned.
0: No, she did not. (laughs) I never thought that she did. You
1: didn't. You never, they never had you fooled at all. Her traumatic memories were that Henry, or one who turns out to be Vecna as well, killed all the kids, and Eleven defeated him by shoving him into the wall and banishing him, him to some other world, yeah. which we know as the Upside Down. All is well in 1979, at least for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1986, now that Eleven knows what happened, mm-hmm. and she's and she's uh, uh, dealing with the threats that are present. Uh, To that timeline uh, To the end of season four
0: She's ready to leave She's
1: ready to leave Brenner traps her In that Nina room Mm -hmm. And they have A The blowout Dramatic Conversation
0: If If I was the monster
1: Now I know the truth It is not me It is you You
0: are the monster. God, this is such a dynamic scene. Holy crap. I mean, we finally have Eleven's self-discovery. She knows now that she's not the villain, and she's confident of that. Finally, we've known all along, and finally she's come to that. Um, but then you have this back and forth I mean obviously we didn't listen to the whole scene Mm. but if you go back and watch this you have this back and forth between her and Brenner Brenner truly believes that he's done the right thing that's that's what makes this so good is that he does not see himself as the monster as the villain in this situation and then he starts kind of he plays these mind games with her I mean that's what he does best honestly (laughs) and you think for a moment that she's actually going to fall for it mm-hmm. that she's going to revert back to that young insecure self
1: because yeah, we just saw her do that
0: yeah but she doesn't and she identifies every single reason why Brenner is the monster but I think my favorite part about this is that final shot after he's tranquilized her she's like throwing him up against the wall mm-hmm. and then she passes out and they both fall at the same time mm-hmm. he's looking at her like Like he sees her for the first time Mm. and he, there's almost like this glimmer that maybe he understands that everything she said is true.
1: Mm. Yeah. It is a emotional, just layered conversation. I remember you watching the scene. You're like, wow, there there's a lot to talk about here. My favorite part is when he, he says, we can go back to me and Papa and daughter and she says, what about mama? And he says, your mother was sick. She brought a gun into the hospital. And like, as I'm watching this, because Eleven has been buying all of Brenner's crap the whole right. time. Again, mind game. I'm thinking like, what are you talking about, Brenner? And she finally goes, hospital? It you was think that prison. was a hospital? Exactly. I knew it was a prison. Brenner's like, I mean, he lives in the gray, right? the right. ability to separate those things. And she's finally there. And this is obviously the most important character development scene for her. Yeah. This could have been a season finale type of thing.
0: God, yeah, it could have. I'm glad it wasn't, though. We got more after this. Thank goodness. We got more
1: of this. And we have all of season five to go here, too. Um,
0: Yeah. I will say, I think them bringing back Dr. Brenner was one mm -hmm. of the coolest things they could have done for this story. And it, it just... It made that dynamic for Eleven's character that much cooler. For it,
1: that was another thing on the rewatch that I was much happier about. The Brenner experience, rewatching it all in a binge, was much better. Yeah, than it was to watch it originally. Like when Brenner came on the screen in season four, we had we had six years in between yeah. season one and season four. But watching it all in a row when he comes back, all of it hits a lot a lot better for it me. It does. Uh, so. The injection, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of stuff that happens in season four. She destroys an army, destroys a helicopter. Brenner dies. And they're going to piggyback from a pizza freezer because Max is in danger. (laughs) And in the end, Max is, or or, I'm sorry, Eleven is in Max's mind. Mm -hmm. And Vecna has got her beaten. He's got both her and Max up against the pyres in the red Suit mind world. And Eleven is listening to the speech from Mike and finds just an extra level of strength to defeat him, similar to how she did in 1979 when he was about to snap her bones and she finds that extra level of strength to defeat him. What What is that? How How does she take near defeat and make it into victory both times.
0: I mean, gosh, I've brought it up so many times in this podcast already, but it's love. Yeah. That resounding theme of Stranger Things, love her- from her mother gives her the strength as an 8-year-old to send one into the upside down, and again, that love from Mike, it reminds her of her own strength. Yeah. Love conquers all.
1: So is this Harry Potter? I mean, like so I mean I you know a lot more about Harry Potter than me, but right. I've always heard, you know, very smart people describe the real theme of Harry Potter is that Voldemort dismisses things like love and friendship. Harry Potter embraces those things. And since they're similar, he has that edge of that little thing. I mean, that's that's all it is, right? I mean, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, yes, that is what protects Harry from Voldemort, Voldemort throughout the entire series. I mean, Mm. that's um, the reason he survived the Avada Kedavra, um, that Voldemort threw at him as a little baby Mm -hmm. as his mother's love, it like created a spell on him to protect him.
1: Voldemort and Vecna get along great.
0: Oh yeah. No, they wouldn't (laughs) because they both need to be the leader. (laughs) Oh, that's
1: great point. Great point. They would probably not get along great. Um, Yeah. Ultimately that is it. And 11 is like a, a, a vessel running on empty in terms of love. She's received. Yeah. and Mike's unwillingness to say it has just been like leaving her without fuel and he finally gives it to her. She had to go back to her birth to find <laughs> love. Yes. <laughs> that's all she had. And But that's her real superpower
0: is her ability yeah. to love.
1: To maximize her fuel. <laughs> that's what I thought. God. Her real superpower is to maximize maximize her love fuel. <laughs> um, So she... Defeats Vecna. She sees Max has died. She starts her heart, and they drive back to Hawkins. Um, and she reunites with Hopper there in a, in a powerful scene at the end of season four. Oh my gosh!
0: That was the real reunite oh, uh, reunion reunion. Thank yeah. you. Gosh, what so a oh
1: man! I love that there was a long time between it to it we can go to the podcast listen to our season 4 we were summaries. so mad
0: we were so mad that we had to wait the whole season for them to yeah. come back together and
1: now i'm happy for it i know right <laughs> i like i just i think about how people will binge it in the future i don't want people to see hopper die at the battle of starcourt and then have hopper and 11 back together like right after that yeah. as they're watching they've got to wait like 11 real-time hours for, for that. I don't I know. mean,
0: <laughs> them being able to, like, instill that anger in us that they've been a part, like, is mm-hmm. part of yeah. why the show is so good, though. Absolutely. That's
1: part of it. I totally yeah. agree. Uh, Well, season five is upon us. There's a crack in Hawkins with billowing black smoke. What's in God. store for 11? What do you think?
0: Oh, boy. I... I really don't know. I mean, we've talked a lot about Will being the focal point of season five. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch our character episode of Will. Um, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, but we know Eleven is the true star of the show. So her powers, they're going to be fundamental to defeat Vecna. Mm-hmm. So e- even though I think we're really going to be focusing on Will, it's all still going to come down to Eleven. Yeah. How that's going to happen, I. I really don't know. I I know people have speculated that she'll die, oh. but I am hopeful that they'll all survive. I mean, for just once. Yeah. Let everybody live. Yeah. I mean, it's not the type of
1: show that kills everybody. No. I yeah. Will is the one with the most turmoil in his arc currently. Yeah. Eleven and Hopper too. We we talked about this. Season four kind of closed their major arc. Yeah. You know, everything we just talked about with 11 and Brenner, that was the big journey for her and her realization and coming to terms with what has happened to her. All of that is kind of done. And right. Eleven's going to go into, and I'm sorry that I talk about star Wars all the time. <laughs> I hope people like star Wars as well. <laughs> She's going to go into her return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker mode where Luke is now a calm Jedi. Who's got control of his powers and his it's kind of the, the coda to his arc. He is going to show us what uh what it looks like to be a Jedi. In Eleven's case, what it looks like to be the person that she honestly had no right to ever be. Like yeah. I, I shouldn't say right. She had no had no, no right. No real <laughs> chance as a child escaping the lab at twelve years old of becoming this person. But everyone has combined to give her a real life yeah. against all odds and we're going to see the the fruit of that in season 5. I don't know that there's much turmoil within her or Mike or Hopper um to go through in season 5. Will is the one that we really got to yeah. got to get to is in terms of emotional like just I mean Will's in hell right now.
0: <laughs> I know. But it's so I it it somehow seems very fitting to end the like have the series finale be focused on will because Mm. season one was all about will, but he was hardly in it at all, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're right. Um, And it was like all 11. So now it's almost like, I don't know. I think he's going to be like the brains and she's going to be the brawn. She's going to be the brute strength Mm -hmm. to defeat Vecna. And he's going to be the one that figures out how to do it.
1: I think, Duffers, if you're listening, you probably already wrote the show. Of course, um, but just in yeah, case, yeah, we hear from them often. It, we, yeah, when the uh, when what are the Duffers' first names? Like Matt and
0: Mister and Mister Duffer. Yeah,
1: Mister. <laughs> when when we get our mail from Mister and Mister Duffer, <laughs> and then we we correspond back, we will of course be emphasizing what Their we just said.
0: Brother one and brother two.
1: Yeah. Okay uh now i feel bad for not knowing that
0: i know i did too gosh we'll edit that in
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just like a obvious over yeah matt and oh my god Uh, now that you said Matt, Matt, Matt. i feel like
0: oh okay i was like now that you said matt Matt, Matt, i feel uh, like that's right
1: yeah ross
0: Ross, okay, yeah. I would not. I was gonna say Dave. <laughs> Dave Duffer.
1: Dave all right, we're Duffer. getting a little loopy here. Eleven full episodes. Thank you for doing this, Kathleen. Uh, check us. Check all the episodes out. We also have reviews of every chapter. Yeah. Uh, and just a, a full round of applause to my beautiful wife, Kathleen, Aww, who geez, recorded thanks. recorded these episodes while pregnant.
0: Oh boy. Then yes had I a did. baby
1: and is now. Finishing out our character episodes. Finish, finishing out our character episodes with a four-month-old baby. So bravo to you, my and, beautiful wife. And
0: you know, now I just have to say it's a little bittersweet. Now all we have to do is wait for season five.
1: We'll be back for trailers, right?
0: Oh, got I, I mean, mean, we'll be back. Yes, we'll be, we'll back. be back for, some, for little yeah. episodes here and there.
1: But I mean, these have been so much work. We won't be won't be doing any more of these.
0: I mean, we're just <laughs> we are just ready for season five.
1: We are just ready. And it just started production, so... Uh, <laughs> we got a ways to go. It's the long wait, Is it, but it's the final wait.
0: Did I see somewhere that we're maybe getting it in Christmas next year?
1: I don't know. I mean, I've just seen so many dates everywhere. Yeah. When we had our podcast on Stranger Things Day 2022, I predicted that the show would come out about now. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there And it's th-
0: actually going to come out probably a-, a year from now, right?
1: Maybe more, yeah. God it takes way. a long time to produce this show. All right. Well, we're we're kind of stalling because we want it to be aim at end at an hour to be a yes. nice crisp hour.
0: And the show's great, and, <laughs> and we, we love our characters. And to account for
1: time, my name is Miles, and
0: I'm Kathleen. And good night. Good, good night. night.